Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Our time is winding down, but it is not over yet. And as we do around this time on Wednesday, we have our entertainment correspondent, Katia Woods, with us. She is a contributor to the Philadelphia Tribune, and she also has her own show, Cup of Soul Show, on YouTube. Katia, how are you today? Good, I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Katia, sounds like you are on uh, vacation, about to celebrate your holiday. (laughs) We're trying to. We're trying to. You've got to, because listen, we all need a break around this time of year. And, uh, you know, we can now focus, now that you are here, on uh, some more positive things going on. We were just talking about uh, some of the wars and conflicts going on around the world, but it's good to know that around this time, we have a lot of choices when it comes to our holiday viewing, and one of them is the color purple coming up on Christmas Day. Yes, um, it's the adaptation of the musical, the Broadway musical. So if you saw the 1985 version, this is not it. This is um, the reimagining of the Broadway musical starring, of course, Fantasia Barino, Danielle Brooks, and Taraji P. Henson. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Taraji because I am actually going to play a clip where Taraji on this press tour for The Color Purple said that she is tired and maybe considering uh, this might be her last uh, project. Uh, Niall, go ahead and uh, let's see what Taraji had to say. She was talking to Gail King at Sirius. I'm just tired of working so hard, being gracious at what I do, getting paid a fraction of the cost. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of hearing my sister say the same thing over and over. Um, you get tired. Mm-hmm. I hear people go, you work a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, have to. Mm-hmm. The math ain't mathing. Mm-hmm. And when you start working a lot, you know, you have a team. Mm-hmm. Big bills come with what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't do this alone. The mm-hmm. fact that we're up is a whole entire team behind yes, us. Yes. They have to get paid. So when you hear someone saying, oh, such and such made $10 million. No, that's not that. That didn't make it to their account. Mm-hmm. Know that off the top. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam is getting 50%. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do the math. Now we have 5 million. Mm-hmm. Your team is getting 30% or whatever your team is off of what you gross. Sometimes Not more. after what Uncle Sam took. Now do the math. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm only human. And, and mm-hmm. it seems every time I do something and I break another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again. Mm-hmm. Like I never mm-hmm. did what I just did. And I'm just mm-hmm. tired. tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. As you can see, Katya, uh, Taraji mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of black women. I know. She does. Okay. I mean, it's, it's God. No, no, you go ahead. It's it's the story of every black woman that's ever worked in a professional environment. And in Hollywood, it's amplified because you see women that don't look like you, that don't have your resume, getting opportunities, getting paid. And what she's saying is correct. You know, we have people saying, well, she does TV. She does film. She's got to go where the month, where the opportunities are. You know, you have black actresses that will not leave a TV job. Because it's security. And then during break, they don't go on vacation. They do movies. 
So everything that she's talking about, Viola's talked about, Diane Carroll talked about, Cicely Tyson has talked about this. That part is we're still talking about it in 2023. And no one is hearing these women. So Katya, you don't think that now that the writer strike and the SAG strike have been resolved, that they are now going to potentially see uh, some greater opportunity, which comes along with greater money? Or is it just the fact that when you are a woman of color, even a project that is as big and as well promoted as the color purple, that there are people who still feel like they're not getting what they should? It, it, it all comes down to box office, right? At the end of the day, you have projects that are predominantly black that make a lot of money, but you look at the cast and you say, where is their next opportunity, right? Danielle Brooks is on a trajectory to most likely get nominated for an Academy Award. What is her current, what is she working on? What is being offered to her? Do you know what I mean? Right. And at what money? Taraji has an Academy Award nomination. Where is her big payday? Where is her mainstream movie you know she's had those but she's still not making five million eight million dollars a picture and if you look at someone like emma stone or jennifer lawrence they have gotten that money those opportunities are there projects are made specifically with them in mind and mind you in that same interview they all talked about how they had to audition mm. she had to audition for this even though blitz wanted her the studio still was like, mm, we still got to have her audition. Mm. So therein lies the difference, whereas at Emma Stone, a Jennifer Lawrence just gets offered the part. Well, Nicole Kidman seems to be in everything. I don't know what her audition status is. I'm sure her pay status is, is something because I just saw her in another thing that's coming out on Prime Video next year. She and she pops up in things randomly like there was a Paramount Plus show that she was in. So uh, I think that there definitely d- needs to be some more conversation about pay equity. I mean, I can relate to Taraji on the working all the time and not feeling like it is showing up in uh, the amount of money but on the other hand, I haven't ever had a five million dollar check, so her problems are a little bit more uh, 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 a little bit more platinum than mine. But at the end of the day, I can certainly understand the working hard and feeling like you're not getting uh, what that work should give you. Uh, but The Color Purple, on a positive note, this is a movie that is the adaptation, obviously, of the Alice Walker book and then the movie and then the Broadway show. And we've talked about it. This is something that you believe is a must-see for the holiday season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those few movies that the whole family can go see. Mm. And I honestly believe that it's going to make a ton of money. It's also compared to what's out there, right? So you have Wonka, which is really more like a children's book, a movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have Aquaman. You know, I think we're getting um, superhero fatigue, whereas this is something where even you, your grandma will get in the car for it. Right. Well, speaking of superheroes, uh, Jonathan Majors, he was declared guilty of uh, misdemeanor assault and harassment in his case. And now uh, Disney and Marvel have dropped him. Do we have any idea what does this mean for his future and also the future of the character that he was going to play? Who who do we think is uh, uh, first up to be the replacement? Because I'm sure they are going to replace him at some point. Well, there's talk about scrapping the role. Also, I, I mean, think about it. Which black actor wants to step into that? Like, 
they want to get the part, but not like that. So there's some hesitancy of some of the bigger names wanting to step into that. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, did he murder someone? No. Uh, did what, did what he did? Is it challenging? 100%. I think he needs to take at least a year off, mm. self-reflect, figure out like who he is and so forth. And then he's, it's going to take a powerful team. It's going to take somebody putting their name on the line. Uh, in order, and he's going to have to start small and work his way back up. Is it doable? Yes, because again, at the end of the day, is he didn't kill anybody, but it's going to be a hard road. But yeah. he needs to kind of like disappear out of the public eye. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a case that I think the reason why, and you know, once again, as I said when the verdict was announced, I unequivocally. Uh, you know, I am against any form of domestic violence, whether it's a man perpetrating it on a woman or vice versa, because there are serious cases where uh, women, unfortunately, most of the time are the victims and, and domestic violence often turns fatal. Uh, in this case, there just seem to be so many conflicting things. We don't know if there was some previous testimony that came up in text or not testimony, but a previous exchange of text messages that suggested he had been violent with her before. But in the facts of this case, one of the things that we saw on video was one that, uh, you know, in this altercation and he was convicted on pushing her back into this car, seemingly to avoid an argument. And then she jumps out of the car, chases him down. We see all of that on footage. And when I say chases him down, I don't, I don't mean that uh, figuratively. I mean that literally. He was running like a track star, <laughs> I keep saying. And then you have the other thing uh, where he come, she comes in and he calls 911 and ends up getting arrested because there was an injury to her finger and to the back of her ear. Um, but it just seems as though, you know, again, I don't want to ever diminish anyone who is violent with someone, as you said, but this was, this seemed to fall short of a pattern of abuse or significant abuse as we know it, but we don't want to hedge on that either. He did something apparently happened that she ended up injured. So I think the critical thing is, as you said, he's got to self-reflect. He's got to figure out uh, what he's been doing really, not just for his career, but for his life going forward. And then Megan Good, I mean, is that going to work out as she has just announced or the, the Prime Video has announced uh, the third season of Harlem and her career seems to be continuing to go up while his is definitely in limbo. But uh, Katya, we've got some good holiday stuff, uh, don't we? W what should we be watching and catching up with while we have a little time off over the holiday season so that we're ready when uh, it returns in the, uh, I guess, early next year? Well, there's always Abbott Elementary. If you need something to make you feel good, if you missed a couple episodes, the gang will be back in February. That is like, you know, that's again, something that the whole family can watch. You know, if you have a teenager in the house, somebody that likes like Bridgerton, then it's the Buccaneers on Apple TV. They just got season two greenlit. So that's something, you know, if you're a little bit younger and you like period pieces with drama and all the other stuff the Buccaneers would be that but if you really just want to laugh and get reacquainted with your favorite teachers and and that would be at Abbott Elementary because we gotta you know don't assume that people are watching certain shows and then you get upset those shows 
Katya? I'm here. Oh, okay. Thought I lost you for a second. So <laughs> Abbott Elementary, obviously the show uh, starring and created by Quinta Brunson and also uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph plays a big role in uh, Abbott Elementary. Cheryl Lee Ralph, who apparently confirmed that she is not actually moving back to Philadelphia, that she is going to continue her bi-coastal relationship with her husband of 18 years, our own state senator, Vincent Hughes, which, hey, if it works for them, Katya, right, it should be okay. Absolutely. And I'm also I'm like, th- th- when they said that, I'm like, isn't he still in office? He's still going to go to work. How is he going to do that from L.A.? Yeah, exactly. So they've been able to work it out. And you know what? Maybe that is the the future way that more people will look at having a relationship. Now, Katia, I have said that my favorite holiday movie is one that's not necessarily one of those, you know, sprinkled with stardust holiday movies, though it, it has its stardust in it. I've said that it's Serendipity, the movie starring John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale that's been out for a while because it begins during the Christmas season and it ends during the Christmas season. And there's a whole uh, plot in between. Do you have a holiday favorite movie? Chevy Chase Christmas. I don't know what it is about that movie. <laughs> It's silly uh, from him having too many lights, him not getting the Christmas bonus, the family members. It just is ridiculous top to bottom, but it's always a good time. So at Chevy Chase Christmas, do we have any other holiday movies that we should be catching up with uh, this year? Because there's an array. There was a time when we would turn on these holiday movies and you would not see a black person unless it was, you know, maybe one random one here and there. Um, But now there are so many, you don't even know which ones to choose from. There are ones uh, on BET, there are ones on Hallmark, there are ones on Lifetime. Where, Where should we, if we're just looking for that holiday fix, is there a channel that we should just turn on and keep it going on during the Christmas season or well, it's, go ahead. it's Hallmark right but the one that's sad is Charlie Brown Christmas we used to be able to see that on regular mm-hmm. TV you now have to go to Apple TV if you want to see Charlie Brown Christmas oh, it's not even coming on I mean that's like a staple nope. on regular well I mean what is regular TV though these days I think the only thing that anyone watches consistently on regular TV is sports Everything else is pretty much on demand. So it is kind of strange, though, as, you, as you're as you saying, that you would have to go to one particular app in order to see a Charlie Brown Christmas, which is obviously sort of the classic of classics in the genre. And of course, it has that amazing soundtrack, still one of my favorites to this day. Um, what else do we need to know about going into our the end of the year? I know we're probably going to preview next year, but... Uh, is there anything that you think that defined this year more than anything else? A lot of movies dealing with um, women's sexuality, mm. you know, from poor things to um, May, December, uh, you know, you're getting more of those types of stories. Um, we also had really great black content. You know, if you, feel like you don't want to see the color purple go see American fiction mm. uh, which is incredible you know Ava DuVernay's origin which is coming out in January uh, it's an out and limited release right now but it's coming to all theaters and that is definitely a conversation piece so we're getting you know we're getting different looks but more stories by women I mean, we can't forget that the biggest movie of the year was made by a woman called Barbie. 
Right, right. And that was part of the Barbie Heimer. And I still have not seen either movie because I keep saying that these movies that require a lot of time and Oppenheimer is pretty long. It's really hard for me to sit down in front of a movie these days and go for two and a half, three hours. Uh, but if you're saying that it's worthwhile, I think Origin is a pretty long running time, is it not? Yes, not as long as, but Oppenheimer doesn't feel three hours. It's still a good movie. It's a well-made movie. Barbie is on Max, HBO Max, or whatever you want to call that. So if you haven't seen it in the theater, go hit play. It's also a fun movie for the family to see. It's not, it doesn't have any nudity or bad language or whatever you're looking for in that way. Now, one of the people who appears seems to be making somewhat of a comeback in uh, 2023, sort of, you know, inch by inch, it seems like, is Will Smith. Uh, He came back to do the Grammy special uh, tribute to hip hop recently that aired on CBS. And he also appeared at the Saudi Arabia, the Red Sea International Film Festival in Saudi Arabia not too long ago. And the thing about it is he said that the... He's doing the movie. um, Ah, why can't I think of it? I am legend. I am legend. Thank you very much. With Michael B. Jordan, and they have a script apparently, and that that is something that's coming. We don't know when, but do you think that uh, we've forgiven Will enough for him to ease back? And are there any other projects on the horizon for him that we know of? They're doing. He has Bad Boys Four. He has this. He's the thing. If you can prove and you can show you can make money for a studio, they'll look the other way for a whole bunch of stuff, right? And a lot of that outrage is on social media. And at the end of the day, he's still a box office name. People, I think we might have lost Katsia. And they don't Uh, like how he's been cursed. We lost you for a second, Katsia. You're back. And yeah, the bottom line is, is that he is still a box office name. And, um, as long as he can make money. So he's got Bad Boys 4 and he's got I Am Legend 2. And, um, those two make money. All is good for him as far as, you know, working. Now, awards, it's a different conversation, but his fan base is global. So Bad Boys 3 made a ton of money and that's why they're making Bad Boys 4. He'll be fine. Now, you mentioned box office faves, and we've got just a little bit of time left. Uh, The movie Leave the World Behind that hit Netflix with Julia Roberts and Oscar two-time Oscar winner Maharshala Ali. And did you see it? What did you think of it? And is that worth a holiday watch? It's okay. It's perfect for its platform, Netflix. And again, if you like, Mahershala is always great and things. And that movie got a lot of bad press before it was released. And it's doing numbers on Netflix. So it's in the perfect platform. Would it have been something that people would have been running to the theater to see? No. But for Netflix, yeah, go ahead and hit play. I actually thought that it was good. Uh, I think Julia Roberts portrayed a character that we rarely have seen Julia Roberts do, which is a a character that is not likable at all. 
Um, she exactly. might she comes she becomes maybe a little likable as the movie goes on, but certainly there are parts of it where she is very very unlikable. And not to give away the plot, it really has to do with her uh, her character and Mahersha, Mahershala Ali's character and how they interact in the film. Uh, but I thought it was really one of her better performances ever. Uh, seeing her in a new a new vein, maybe she might have embraced that role just a little bit more than uh, you may be comfortable with if you're used to her playing much more likable characters, though. So that's one thing to consider. Seeing her in a new light was interesting in that film. And of course, uh, not only is she in it, um, Kevin Bacon, who is in everything and connected to Hollywood in, in every kind of way, was in it. And Ethan Hawke is also in the film. So definitely worth, as you said, a press play, in my opinion. So we are uh, together on that one, Katia. Katia, it is always good to talk to you and I hope you enjoy your holiday season. And I want to thank you for all the contributions that you've made to Reality Check over the time that I've been here. We'll be, we will be talking to you next week, but I wanted to make sure I got that in. Absolutely. Thank you so much and happy holidays, everybody. Same to you, Katia. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 